Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, John Maxwell here, and I'm the author of the new book coming out now, Leader Shift. I hope that you can pick it up, but I really want you to be sure to tune in to the Build Your Network podcast by my good friend, Travis Chappell. It'll be worth your time, I promise. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another epic interview on the Build Your Network Podcast. This is episode number 228, and I'm excited really when anyone takes the time to come on my show, but this one I'm really excited to share with you all. This guy is really the only personal development guy that I knew of before I was ever even in this industry. I saw his books everywhere growing up and his influence spans across the entire globe. He is none other than John Maxwell. John is a number one New York Times bestselling author, coach, and speaker, and has sold over 30 million books. He's been called the number one leader in business by the AMA and the world's most influential leadership expert by Inc. Magazine. His organizations, the John Maxwell Company, the John Maxwell Team, Equip, and the John Maxwell Leadership Foundation have trained millions of leaders from every single nation in the world. And just a few of the things that we talk about are his new book, Leadership, what you can expect when you go buy a copy of that book that just came out. We talk about how to gain real influence with people, and we talk about some of the questions that he asked 
when he first spent time with John Wooden. So there's so much awesome content in this episode, and I cannot wait to share it with you. But before we get into the interview, I want to let you all know that I recently opened up four VIP day slots in my calendar for the month of April. So if podcasting and or networking are on the top of your priority list for 2019, this is the most valuable offer that I have available. You'll fly out here to Vegas and spend a full day with me one-on-one to either help you launch your podcast or build a foolproof networking strategy for you for the rest of 2019. The whole experience is catered to you in terms of what we cover and even where we're going to eat all three meals together. Plus, I have the the VIP day guests that come out here get access to a few key people in my network who I have invested literally tens of thousands of dollars and countless hours into building relationships with. So this is definitely one of the most valuable offers that I have. And since opening it up very recently, one spot's already been taken. So if you're interested in this experience at all, please head over to travischapel.com slash coaching to apply. And hopefully I will see you here in Vegas in April. And now here is my chat with the man, the myth, the legend, John Maxwell. John Maxwell, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Hey, great to be with you, Travis. I'm excited about sharing with you and your listeners. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, as always, I want to be respectful of your time, which I'm very appreciative of, by the way. I've had the opportunity to interview dozens of people that I look up to on the show, but you're the only one that I actually knew of before I started into like the personal development industry. So your books were known by everyone, it seems. They were scattered throughout my whole house. So it is an honor to have you on the show now. I want to start at the beginning to build some context here. Tell us about your home life growing up. What was it like to be 13-year-old John Maxwell? Well, I had a wonderful family. My mother unconditionally loved us, and my father was a terrific leader. He was the driver. In fact, my dad is 97 and still alive, and up until about a year and a half ago, he still worked full-time. He's an amazing man, and uh, I'm the middle child, and I literally uh, grew up in a leadership home. And so I'm known for leadership, but I just, that's all I've ever known. I, I watched it daily. I watched uh, leadership by example. I watched leadership uh, by the principles that he lived and taught and, and passed on to me. So I was just very blessed. You know, I, I won the parent lottery, that's for sure. And played ball, loved school, and, and went to college as a theologue. I, and, and really, uh, my first 25 years, I was a pastor and had, uh, by the time I was 29, I had the 10th largest church in America because, again, I understood leadership and understood how to lead and how to effectively influence people. And so uh, the success of the congregation was basically because of the leadership principles I was living in. And I began to get very interested in helping others learn how to lead well. And so I started writing to just help people lift their leadership lid. Gosh, here I am today. It's shocking, Travis. It it really is shocking. I'm not sure I could even do a goal-setting seminar with integrity. Let me just say this. When I was 25, 26, and I began to think maybe I'd write, I sat down and I spent a year asking myself, what is needed for a person to be successful in life? And I came to the conclusion that if I could teach people how to relate well to others, if I could teach people how to have an attitude that help them overcome adversity and difficulties, if I could teach a person how to lead and influence people, if I could teach a person how to train and equip others, that if I could do those four things, then that person, regardless of their occupation career, could probably be very successful. And Travis, literally, I said, that's what I'm going to write about. And all these, you know, 85 books later, 31 million copies later, whatever, that's what I'm still doing. I'm just helping people relate 
equip, have an attitude of tenacity and get up again and be able to extend their influence. That's what I do. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah. So so you have your bachelor's at uh, Christian University. Then you went back and got your MDiv, right? For those listening, it's a master's in divinity. And then you went and earned your doctorate after that, all from Christian universities and seminaries, specifically for ministerial work. How did your formal training in that world impact your ability to speak and write and lead effectively? Well, what happened is, as I shared with you, by the time I was 29, I had the Temple Arch Church, and so pastors were coming to me and asked me what was happening, how did I do this? And I came to the conclusion in the beginning, I wasn't sure. I mean, I was just telling them to work hard and love people. I mean, it wasn't that complicated. And, and uh, as I backed away and started to really ask myself what was the key, I realized that the key was leadership and that I really knew how to lead well. And at that time, began to buy into a principle that has been the fuel for everything I do in leadership, and that is everything rises and falls on leadership. The moment I bought into that, Travis, then I said the greatest thing I can do to help people is to teach them how to lead. If I could help them lead, I'm going to be their friend. So I made that commitment. I started first with pastors. And then what happened is uh, my publisher, uh, the books were really doing well. Publisher came to me and basically said, we've done research and we've discovered that two-thirds of your books, they're not being bought by pastors of the Christian community. So they're being bought in secular bookstores by business people. Your principles are resonating with the business world. And literally, of course, I'm a person of faith. So literally at that moment, I felt called to make a leader shift, okay? A leader shift and, and go over to that world because I thought I have a very rare opportunity to influence people that most people will never get. And so for the last 20 plus years, that's what I've been doing. 
So you have a new book coming out called Leadership. As you know, logic's not what gets people to get a copy of the book. Emotion is, right? So tug on our heartstrings, John. Why should every single person listening to this right now go get a copy of your new book? Well, it, maybe every person shouldn't, but every person that wants to be, to be successful should, okay? So let me qualify that. If you got listeners that really don't care, they don't want to buy the book. It would be a waste of time for them. But, but if you really want to increase your influence with people, and if you really want to help people, then this book is essential. And here's why. Leadership doesn't stay the same. So a person that has a leadership position, if they rely on that position, they're not going to lead very long and lead it very effectively because life changes very quickly. And especially with social media, the culture that we live in today, you have to be very flexible. You have to be very agile. And the greatest success for tomorrow is having success today because you want to hold it. You don't want to change. And this book is all about how to make changes, how to make shifts as a leader that will allow you to not only uh, strengthen your leadership, but to sustain your leadership. It, it keeps you in the game. I was being interviewed, Travis, and somebody asked me, I said, John, you've been in the leadership game a long time. And why is that? I said, well, it's because I realized that this is not the same game. It's kind of like baseball. Baseball it has the same rules, but it's not the same game. You don't the second day expect the guys that got the hit last game do they have get the same hits this time it's it's called baseball but it's a different game and you've got to you've got to be able to be flexible because this game Babe Ruth said it yesterday's home runs win today's games I mean it just won't do it so I thought I got to help people be quick and be agile and move you know see because leaders see more than others see and they see before others see so they see a bigger picture but they see the picture faster. And because of that, they have a great advantage of helping people. But if they're going to take that advantage, they've got to move. I was doing a, I was getting ready to speak for a company. So I was doing a pre-call before I went to speak for them to kind of, you know, get their mind and be able to serve them well. And they told me their theme was fast forward. And they asked me, what do you think of that theme? Well, I said, well, the word fast to me is fast is faster. And uh, fast, you know, tomorrow is not slower. It's faster. You know, anybody that says, well, I'm I'm going to wait till everything settles down before I make a decision. They're just not going to make that decision. And now it's faster, but forward is shorter. When I started off as a leader, you know, my gosh, you could have a 10-year long-range plan and a five-year short or medium-range plan, a two-year short-range plan. Well, today, a two-year plan is, is crazy long. It's shorter. For, for, so it, that since fast is faster and forward shorter, that means the best leaders are going to be the ones that are quick. And uh, I was having dinner one night with Gail, De Gail Devers, who was a, that great track athlete for the United States in Olympic history. In fact, I think Gail won more medals as a, a female track athlete than any other person. And in fact, when I was, ha I was having dinner with her, she had read some of my books and she wanted to have a conversation with me. So her and her husband were having dinner with her in Atlanta. And uh, we were, so we had a great conversation. In fact, she was getting ready to try out for her fourth Olympic. She was running races and tryouts against girls that were young enough to be her daughter. So we're coming to the end of the conversation. I thought I'd have some fun. I said, Gail, I said, I've thought about it throughout the whole meal. I think if you and I ran a hundred yard dash, I think I could win. And you heard me, oh, Travis, she got this look on her face. And in fact, she looked at her husband and said, did you hear that? You know, and, and so she's looking back at me and, you know, here's this Pillsbury Doughboy on the other side of the table saying he can beat this well-honed athlete in a hundred yard race. I mean, I got her to the place where she's ready to kick off her heels, take me outside. And we're going to run a block. She was going to show me. And so I said, before we go out and race, I said, let me just say this. I, I really do know, not think I do know. I could, I could win a hundred yard race with you. 
if I had an 80 yard head start. And she started laughing. By the way, Travis, I, I really wanted to say 70 yards, but I wasn't sure I could pull that off of 70. But 80, I said, even this fat boy can get across that line before she gets there. And of course, then she started laughing and she said, well, of course, you know, of course you can win the race if you have an 80 yard head start. And, and here's the whole principle. It's very simple. It's not how fast you are. It's how, how quickly you start. And this book is all about understanding that in our culture, you have to be very agile. You've got to be able to make some changes. You've got to make shifts in your leadership and you've got to be on the front end. If you're not on the front end, you're not leading, you're the follower. So I look back at shifts that I had to make, changes I had to make in my leadership to strengthen and sustain it. And I wrote about it. And uh, I think the reader is going to find it incredibly fascinating and highly applicable. I think they're going to look and say, wow, that makes sense to me. I've got to make that shift too. But I not only talk to them about making it, but I, I really work hard on helping them make it so that they can do it well. Hey, what's up, fellow and future networkers? Want to listen to Build Your Network a day early? Download the Himalaya app and follow the show for exclusive first access. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters, aka me, some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free. It's the easiest platform to use, and they're adding cool new features every single day. So go to the app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow Build Your Network once you're there. Yeah, yeah. You talk about the relational shift, production shift, communication shift, influence shift. There's a lot of different things that he goes into in this book. If you're listening to this, I highly, highly recommend going and picking up a copy of that. John, I want to take this conversation, so run a little bit out of time here. I want to take the conversation, talk a little bit about relationships. I heard you say this on another show you were on. Maybe it was in a book that you wrote. I forget exactly the source, but you said relationships are the foundation of leadership. This being the Build Your Network podcast where we talk a lot about relationships. It was a really, really intriguing statement to me. So how can we make sure that we are building our relationships the right way? Well, it's a great question, Travis. And uh, the reason I believe that the relationships are the foundation of leadership will start there is because leadership is influence. And how do you influence people? You influence people by adding value to people relationally. And uh, if I add value to you on a periodic basis, I'm going to have great influence with you. There's no question about it. And so it's huge when we really grasp this, that the relationships and leadership are, are basically synonymous. In fact, people won't go along with you unless they can get along with you. So when I teach leadership, I teach a lot about relationships. So since this is right in kind of the main lane for your listeners, let me just teach it as simply as I possibly can that, wow, everything I can basically say about relationships. I, I wrote a book, 25 Ways to Win with People. And I was greatly affected by Dale Carnegie's book on how to win friends and influence people. So I decided several, a few years ago, to write a book on kind of a Dale Carnegie book again. So I put in there 25 ways to win people, 25 people principles. And what's interesting, Dale Carnegie's grandson got a hold of me, came to Atlanta where I was at the time, and we had a long lunch. And he brought the book with him, and he laid it down in front of me. He said, this is the closest book to what my grandfather ever wrote. And I was greatly honored because I, I first read that book when I was in the seventh grade. And I took two Dale Carnegie courses by the time I graduated from high school. So relationships are huge for me. So basically, this is it in a nutshell. Every person listening right now, I am, you are, Travis, every person listening. They are either a plus or a minus in relationships. They are either giving 
or they're subtracting. They just are. They're either adding value every day or they're taking value every day. You know, they're either the elevator that's going up and lifting people higher or they're the elevator that's going down and they're taking people down to the basement. Now, this is huge because it starts right there. I mean, I have to ask myself, would people put a plus on me or would they put a minus on me? And we have to have a kind of a realistic assessment of ourselves because I think that the people that are minuses that basically kind of subtract value from people or suck air out of them, maybe, I think most of those people don't realize it. I do. I, I don't think people get up and say, I just like to make everybody miserable today. And yet they get up and they make everybody miserable. And it's because they're not aware. So I have a beautiful teaching. Can I have three minutes on this? And let me just kind of uh, draw this out. Is that okay, Travis, if I have a couple more minutes here? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Yes, sir. That's perfect. So every day I do five things. And if your listeners will just do these five simple things, your life will relationally change immediately. Not in a month, not in six months, not next year. And just in a week, everything begins to change. I do five things every day. Number one is every day I value people. It starts there. That is totally foundational. I value people. I value you, travel. I value every one of the listeners. I don't know them, but if I saw them, I would value them because I value people. I value everyone. I value people that like me. I value people that don't like me. I feel I value people that are like me, and I value people that are not like me. I value people. They are God's creation. I value everyone. In fact, because I'm a person of faith, if you went through the Gospels, and if you said you could only pull one thing out about the life of Jesus, just you can only pull one thing out that would describe his life, you would pretty much come up the end of those Gospels and say, Jesus valued people. Just valued them, all of them. In fact, what made the religious community a little bit upset is he seemed to value people they didn't like, you know, sinners a lot more than they thought he should. But he valued everybody. So, and the reason that's essential is if I truly value you, Travis, if I do, then I will look for ways to add value to you. That's just natural. If I don't value you, I won't look for ways or do things that add value to you. It's that simple. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to help people remove the minus, put the plus on their life. So every day I value people, it starts there. That's foundation. Secondly, every day I think of ways to add value to people. I knew I was coming on our, on your broadcast today and, and so on your show. And so I looked over some of the thoughts and things that you had for me and I prepared because I want to, I thought ahead, how can I add value to Travis? How can I add value to his listeners? So number three, every day I look for ways to add value to people that now I'm with them. I think before I am with you, but now I'm with you and I'm, I've got my antenna up. I'm just listening and watching and observing. And I'm looking for ways that I, what can I do to add value to traps? And what we look for is what we see. So I will see ways to add value to you because I'm looking for ways to add value to you. Number four, every day I do things that add value to people every day. I make sure that I do things. In fact, in the morning when I, wake up, I look at my schedule and I say, okay, you know, who am I going to see? What am I going to do? And okay, what, what can I do specifically today to, to add value to people that I come into contact with? And, and every night, the last thing I do is I go through my day again. And I ask the question, who did I add value to today? How did I do that? What did I say? What did I do? If I brought that person up to me, would they look at me and say, John, you really added value to me today? Okay. So every day, every day, I, I value people, think of ways to add value people, look for ways to add value people, do things that add value to people. And number five, every day, I encourage others to add value to people. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now with you and with your listeners. I'm encouraging them to just take this little five-step process. I mean, this is so simple. I mean, everybody can do this. There's 
No one is disqualified from this. Everyone can do this. But I encourage other people to pass it on, to add value to others also. And it becomes pretty huge after a while. So hopefully, relationally, that'll kind of help your listeners a little bit, get, a, get some practical handles on becoming a plus instead of a minus in their life. Love that. So much value there just in that, just in those five steps. And I love so much of your teachings, John, because of how practical you get. A lot of people stay up in the clouds and super philosophical, motivational. There's nothing wrong with that. I just really like the practicality. So really thankful for that. One quick question on this networking topic, because this is something that I ask every single guest that comes on the show. John, do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? Okay. I love this question, by the way. I think it's a great question, Travis. I see why you would ask it. Here's what I believe. I believe who you know will not help you a lot if you don't know much. So when people say, well, it's who you know, it's not what you know. I say, well, yeah, it'll get you a a handshake and it'll get you a picture, but it won't get you a second meeting with that person. Gets you the opportunity. Yeah. So if you want to, if you just want to be a fan and show the picture, then who you know is more important. Now, It's also true that I know what you know is essential, but the way you maximize and compound what you know is by who you know. So the reason I think it's an interesting question is when I have times with people, I ask them two questions. What are you learning right now that I should know? And who do you know that I should? I ask them both those questions. What are you learning right now that that I should know? And who do you know that I should know? So it's not either. I think it's a chicken and egg question, to be honest with you. But I do know this. In a kind of a media-saturated social media kind of fakey kind of culture that we live in. It's kind of all who you know and where you've been and and that won't sustain you. It really won't. I had the opportunity. I asked the question one time to a a principal in Orlando, Florida. Who do you know that I should know? And he said, well, I know John Wooden and you should know him. And two weeks later, I'm on a plane with Jeff going out to see John Wooden. And in those two weeks, I read every book that he had written. And I took, I wrote questions out of those books and I had over five pages of legal page questions to ask him. And the reason I did that is, is I knew I got to meet him the first time because Jeff knew him. It was, who do you know? But I knew that if I wanted to have him as a mentor, meet him a second time, I had to get his attention. So we're having breakfast, the three of us, and just small talk stuff. And finally he said, John, he said, do you have any questions you'd like to ask me? I said, well, yes, I do coach if you don't mind. I reached in my briefcase, I pulled out my legal pad, and I put it on the breakfast table. And he looked over it, and he saw that page full of questions. He said, oh, my gosh. He said, you've got a whole page of questions for me. I said, well, not really. And I turned it over, and I showed him the second page, and then I turned it over the third page, the fourth page, the fifth page. I went to the sixth page about halfway down. And he looked at me, and he said, he said, oh, my gosh, you came totally prepared, didn't you? I said, I did. And I don't want to waste your time. And I'm going to ask you questions as long as you let me ask questions. We were supposed to have like a two-hour meeting there and that thing. We started about 8.30 that morning. I left at 4 o'clock that afternoon. And his last, his last words to me were, John, we only got through page one. You took out four and a half pages to ask me. He said, why don't you come back and we'll continue it on. And that began a 10-year relationship with him. Now, if I would have treated him like a fan, I wouldn't have worried about what I know. I would have just been all into who he was. Let's take a picture so I can go around and show everybody I was with John Wood. But I wanted to have a relationship. The question is, do you want to have fans or do you want to have friends? Yeah, that is the perfect answer to that question. I appreciate you taking the time to tell that story too. John Wooden is one of the greatest of all time in in, in that realm. So I'm sure that was a, a fantastic meeting. 
Well, John, we're coming up here to the end of the time together. I have a few quick questions for you. It's just a random round. Just some really quick random questions and some quick random responses. You ready? Rock and roll. What profession other than your own do you think would be fun to attempt? I think I'd like to be a conductor of an orchestra. <laughs> I'm not even musical, but I just think of what beautiful thing to be able to take skilled musicians and make great music with them. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be? Abraham Lincoln. I think he was the greatest leader America's ever had because he took us through such troubled times. And I'd like to talk to him about his loneliness during that difficult time and, and making those hard decisions that were not popular. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Books. I've taken three speed reading courses so that I can get through books quickly. 20% of the book gives you 80% of what you want. So, you know, I speed read till I get to what I want and then I slow down and, and mark and do what I need to. So books are, are still, I do podcasts, but books the main thing still. Give us a quick glimpse of your morning routine. Very simple. I'm up at 5.30 in the morning and, and when I'm home and not traveling and speaking, from 5.30 to noon, I write. That's my morning. I don't, have, I don't meet with people, have breakfast or anything else. I just write. What is your go-to pump-up song? I love to play golf, but that's, you know, that's, you know, I don't get to play a lot of it, but I, lo I love, love to uh, play golf. But on my iPhone, I have uh, quotes that I read that just pump me up, or I have uh, songs that I listen to. I, I have what I call nourishment centers on my phone that I can just real quickly punch, and, and, and I'm in it real quick so that I can get a quick fix. Love that. What is something that you are just not very good at? <laughs> I'm terrible with, with my hands. I can't fix anything. I, I, if you gave me a tool belt, I'd sell it or I'd give it <laughs> or better yet. I'd hand you and ask you to do your work for, I'm very worthless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. So yeah, everything wrapped up here, John. First of all, thank you so much for joining me. What is one place online where we are going to be able to find you the most? Probably just go to johncmaxwell.com and, and, uh, you know, you know, I have a coaching company and they, if you just go online, it'll lead you to everywhere you want to go. Perfect. So head over to johncmaxwell.com for anything on John. Highly, highly encourage you to pick up a copy of his new book, Leadership, that you can find anywhere books are sold. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a fantastic time talking with you for a little bit. I did too, Travis. Enjoyed it immensely. Take care, my friend. Have a good one. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds here on Build Your Network. They are literally what I attribute most of the new quality relationships in my life to. If this is a new term to you, or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does or how much they are, how to find one, all those types of details, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to travischapel.com to grab that course and start today. Have a fantastic rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.